Hi, thank you for joining us on another episode of We Have Been Watching Podcast and doing something a bit different uh, on this episode, aren't we, Mark? We are, Rob. So, although as you listen to this, we're probably in the second week of January, we're just having a little look back, aren't we, at our favourite films of last year. Now, we're not going by tickets sold or IMDb ratings. We've just looked back, haven't we, Rob? And we've chosen a handful of films each that we favourably liked, that made us think, that made us feel happy, or just, you know... Yeah. Something um, that really and not, not, not just... Because there's, there's a few films where I'd given them sort of equal ratings um, when I'd kept track of my ratings. And, I'd, and, you know, there's lots of movies I'd given 8 out of 10. And then I just thought, well, which of these... I was I thinking, you know what, I could just watch that again now. That was really good, I could just watch that again. Yeah. So that that kind of vibe about some of them. There are things like this. I mean, you talk about... So, so you know, everyone says Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, two fantastic films. But do you really want to watch those films over and over again? Not really. But they make... No, I mean, I mean, there's, I mean that... Yeah, there's a certain rewatchability to some films. I mean, some films are amazing, and you will just think, "I don't want to watch Elephant Man again." But it's it was fantastic. Yes. But it kind of just it was. So, all your like, shindless. So we've got. Uh, Rob, we've got. Are we just gonna? Yeah, we're just gonna. Uh, are we gonna take in turns. Yeah, in no particular order. We just sort of throw into. Do you want? Do you want to? Do you want to talk about the ones that we both chose? Okay. Yeah. So we've got. We've got ten movies. Yep. So we've got we've got it down to ten. So we've got, and it worked out quite nicely because we've got four that we both put on our yep. top ten lists, and so that to start with, then tweaked our lists to add another three each. So we've got four shared ones and three individuals, haven't we? So if I just do it, um, I don't know. I'm just going to do it in order that I've written down on this page. Actually, to be honest, uh, promising young woman we've got there in our top ten films of the year, and if I if I say a little little bit about this one, go for it. I think yeah. with, what was so incredible with this, I mean, it was, it's a film that sort of hooks you as a thriller anyway, and the performances are so amazing in it. So you're, you're hooked. It's got its claws into you. But on a, on a, on a level of... <laughs> there's a little rom-com almost in there as well, isn't there? <laughs> but there's, there's, you know, the, the message in there, you know, what it's saying about, you know, the, the way treatment women are treated, yeah. The yeah. way women are treated. It, um, it wasn't like, oh, I didn't realise that. But I think it just, it was, a, did feel like a bit of a dry slap of, can you not see just how toxic this is? And it's, it doesn't, it never, but it never felt like it was preaching at me or on a soapbox. I think it was just showing things as it was to so this one sort of tortured character. And it's funny in places and it's surprising and it's gripping. And it's it's absolutely brilliant. It's a fantastic film, isn't it? I and came I, I, and anyone that's old enough to watch it, I would strongly recommend you watching this. It really this is one of these films I sort of doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, I sort of bang the drum for saying if you've not watched it, you should watch it. It's brilliant. I think didn't we say that anyone with with sons, especially and also daughters, get your kids to watch this when they're old enough. Because you look at it, and and there's a little bit of a dude bro culture that we've got nowadays, haven't we? You know the mm. the, the I remember this back in the 80s. Actually, there was a, a a sexual assault case in a court in the UK, and the judge said, "Well, you were dressed you were dressed provocatively, so the partly the fault is yours." 
and yeah. there's a lot of that kind of talking. It's a fabulous drama. It's kind of part fatal attraction, part. It's not what you think it's going to be, though. It's not like it isn't fatal attraction, is it, Rob? It's no, you can't. You can't it's, it's it's a film you can't sort of lazily pigeonhole as one no. genre. I mean, it it, it it feels like a thriller. Yes. Because it's thrilling, I guess. But, but I don't I want don't to know. spoil much about this because it's a real journey. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Go back and listen to our episode. Rob, s- snuck in at the very last minute because I mm. watched it just before New Year, Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, I don't want to say too much about this because we have got an episode talking about this. Mm. And, the, and no spoilers, but... This... Say, 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 say a couple of well, yeah just try to sum it up for you feeling about this first you know, a couple of words a couple oh, of words Rob, a couple, that's not possible a couple of sentences Rob <laughs> it was joy it was joyous it, now I don't know if I don't want to again I'm not too spoilery but our age group we've grown up on some of these Spider-Man films haven't we and there's a few callbacks anyone who's seen the trailer knows there's Doc Ock is in there there's other characters that could get called back from alternate universes I'll leave it at that it plays on the exposure of Spider-Man, who's now Peter Parker. He's been, he's been exposed about how his life goes, how things go wrong. It's about life, loss, love, friendship. It's fabulous. I went to the cinema. Now, regular listeners will know I'm getting a, to be a bit of a grumpy old sausage at the cinema. And I'm like, oh, people are talking. And, oh, and I've got to be honest, I went to this and I'm like, oh, here we go again. And I had a perfect viewing and it, a perfect film. It's just great. It, it went in there. I think it's a two and a half hour film, and it feels like you've been in there ten minutes. I I want to see it a second time. Absolutely, quite, yeah. Because parts of me just thinks, is it that good? Was it that good, or is it one of these movies that it's great because of all the rewards seeing it for the first time? But now some of those surprises have gone will it actually stand up to a second view because I know Spider-Verse has which is what the minute why I can still say Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man film but I could change my mind about that if I watch this another yeah I commented to a friend this this could have gone so wrong but they yeah. but they, they got it just now, like especially when it's not feeling a little bit it's, uh, Marvel movies aren't a certain thing either are they so because you know you, Black Widow Shang-Chi Eternals, there's a few, it's starting to look a bit wobbly and this comes along, so great, yeah. Absolutely fabulous. So, so going from Marvel to DC... Yes, oh, very um, nice, very nice. Thanks. Um, the Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad. The James Gunn. And this is... Ooh, this... In terms of fun and and laughing, this is like the best comedy, this is the most fun I've had in a cinema all year. It, it was I was fantastic. laughing out loud a lot throughout this movie. I mean, I thought they were uh, going to be in a good. I know. Sorry, come on, Rob. I have I have a colleague who detested it. Really? She thought it. Yeah, she really thought it was lame. She thought the the jokes are laboured and she just found oh, the characters wow. annoying. Um, I I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I thought it was really funny. It was absolutely bonkers. The stuff with the guy, polka dot man's mom and the oh, giant starfish. Yeah. It, it's like this kind of scattergun crazy ideas that you wouldn't think would actually make it into a big budget movie. I can't believe this film exists, really. It's, it, it's like so that. out there. I mean, when you for, for a DC property, yeah, this is like this is a comic book movie, and it's crazy, isn't it? I guess 
Deadpool paved the way for it, maybe. I don't know. But I mean, it's like I was watching a YouTube video the other day, and they were, they were sort of it's uh, honest trailers, and they were teasing the Marvel universe and they've done the DC. And in the Marvel universe, they talk about Thor, and they say Thor is is 60s space Vikings. Well, this again is like, what are the craziest characters we can grab out the archives? I mean, Polka Dot Man. I mean, come on. Uh, there's like a weasel <laughs> character in it. it yeah, it, it's Rat Guard- Catcher 2. Yeah, it's, it's Guardians again, isn't it? It's Guardians all over again for the DC Universe. And he hits it out of the park. James Gunn hits it out of the park again. Oh, he's on a run. And I'm looking. Um, I don't know how you're going to watch it in the UK legitimately because we don't have HBO Max, but... Peacemakers on kind of any day now, I think, isn't it? Yeah, well, I don't know when that's when we will get that. Uh, uh, the Suicide Squad is actually out on Blu-ray at the moment, and I haven't had a chance to get it yet, but I'm definitely going to pick that up. Yeah, it's, that. it's it's out on. Um, yeah, I know, it's been, I know it's been out to rent on to the streaming services like you know Apple TV and stuff like that. It's been out to rent for a while, but I've kind of been trying to prioritise my time with you know new films but yeah. I, I do really want to watch this a second it's time it's fabulous absolutely fabulous so rob from adventure mayhem excitement <laughs> giants giant starfish to something that's been very divisive i know i know in some of our circles the green knight some say it's two hours of nothing happening others say it's beautiful art house for me, I fell in love with this from the first couple of minutes. It's excalibur It's the story of Sir Gawain, isn't it? Going out and, and having this kind of adventure. It's a fable, isn't it? About this battle he has with the Green Knight and he has to face him again a year later. And it's about him learning life lessons. There's lots and lots of slow, long, sweeping shots across the countryside. There's lots of... That's that's Gre- selling it. Gregorian chanting. <laughs> oh, honestly, you'll either love it or you'll hate it. I think it's a very. I, I think it, the idea of like it being boring. Well, I, I guess because you say, well, nothing's really happening, but it, it's everything's it's, it's, happening, it's, isn't it? But it's so artistic. It's that. It's a bit like just saying. It's a bit like just going into a gallery and saying, well, the paintings aren't really doing anything. Yeah. It was like, well, just look at them. The, the, I, I found with this film, just, yeah. it, was just, it was just it was just washing over me, just just looking at it. I just thought it it looked so good. The, the, I don't the, know if I mentioned it when we talked about this before, but I'd, I'd read an interview, and I'm, apologies if I've already said this, but um, with the director, and this film was ready, and then COVID happened, so he couldn't release it, and he went back to edit it, and he actually changed things, and he actually he took okay. some edits out and lengthened scenes and changed the pace of it. And he said it, it really wasn't like this when it was originally meant to be released. And him going back and having time to look at it again and, you know, thought, well, let's, have, you know, let's, let's assume that the viewer does have some patience and it's will like stick with this. It's a dream, this. isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's, yeah, it is very dreamy, well, isn't it? Well, I mean, so this film, I've watched this film twice and the, when I watched it the first I mean, I watched it late at night the first time, but when I watched it... The set the next time, as soon as I got home, I got the old YouTube fired up, and I just I was just watching essays and things and bro- breaking it down and that because I just wanted to know more, learn more. Because unlike a lot of things, you, know, you mentioned uh, Resident Evil on our last one of our last episodes, I, I imagine there's lots of exposition and hand holding and that in this. There's the scenes where. It's totally up to you what you think it's going to be. There. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, there's little things there, stuff to do, like the, the uh, Gawain's mother, that you can kind of where. You, 
I, I think some of that research on online, which granted is what it's almost like you're trying to confirm some of your suspicions. It's not like it's not like I have no idea what happened then. Let's go on the internet to see what on earth the director meant. It's more of a kind. I think this is what's going on. I suspect that that bit doesn't quite fit. But that, but I think is this, and sort of piecing it together. And um, and do you know what? But it's, it's it's not being clever, clever, trying to trick you or be cleverer than the audience. It's just it's just a brilliant piece of filmmaking. And I think Rob, for me, this this follows on to some of my my uh, my picks for the other films. It's something different as well, because I don't know whether we are just getting a bit bored of giant Marvel films although they say that Spider-Man was fantastic so no we're not but you know massive end of the world spectacles car chases un- unsuccessful Matrix reboots you know yeah it was different it was a real it was, it's it's yeah I, I know what you mean we, we get a few so-so movies in a row and then you, something comes on like it's a palate cleanser and you realise no it's not me getting grumpy and old I can watch a film someone else might think is boring. Yeah. And talking of films that other people might think is boring, I've not actually watched it yet, but talking about Green Knight, you got similar vibes from Pig, didn't you? Nicolas Cage movie. Yes. So again, again, this is a film where nothing happens for two hours. <laughs> this, uh, nothing happens. Go see it, Rob. Go, I've, 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 I want to see it. Just... <laughs> Time magazine says nothing happens for two hours. It's great. Yeah, again, this is a film. Now, Rob, I haven't seen The Fisher King for a long, long time, and Ooh, I may be totally. Right. I may be totally. Best Robin Williams film. Uh, have you watched Have you watched Pig yourself, Rob? No, I've not got right. around to it. Again, it's about this guy who's fell off the grid, and he lives in the woods, and he's got a pig who hunts truffles. The pig goes missing, and he's trying to get his pig back. This isn't John Wick. It's nothing like that. It's him and the lad who plays Flash Thompson out of the Spider-Man films. And it's about grieving. It's about loss. It's about love. There's a scene where Nick Cage pours a glass of wine for somebody, and then you see the guy drinking, and you cannot take your eyes off it. It's it's haunting. It's well shot. You can almost taste the food. Nick Cage was was a chef in his previous life. I found it again. It's one of these films where I found it, watched it, couldn't take my eyes off it. And afterwards, I went to YouTube and I'm looking at meanings behind this. Was it a book? Is it this? Is it that? I absolutely loved it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I need to sort myself out and, yeah, and watch that. Well, Rob, am I right in saying, I know regular listeners will know, we only just talked about West Side Story, didn't we, on our last episode? But you got it in there because it was in 2021. Yeah, yeah, it was... um... It was the day before New Year's Eve, so it was kind of crazy because it was seeing a film that's so close to the end of the year and thinking, that's possibly the best film I've seen all year. That's a great last entry, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, last podcast I yeah sang its praises. It's absolutely... I would think if you hate musicals, it's not going to win you over. If you've tried musicals before and you didn't like it, I don't, I don't think it's going to win you over. I think if you really like the original and you think it's a pointless remake, I would say give it a try. The idea of it pointless remake, because I thought, actually, I'll just say this on it. I thought, why are they remaking that? What's the point of remaking it? Yeah. But then with it being a musical, I thought, well, isn't the theatre just remaking things all the time? Well, Imagine yeah. if all of the Shakespeare plays are just, oh, someone's playing, someone 
so and so famous is playing Hamlet now. I saw the Wizard of Oz at the theatre. I saw the Wizard of Oz at the theatre, and it was the same but different. And actually, I love the Wizard of Oz film, and I thought, oh, what? What are they going to change it? And they did, and it was better for it because it was different. You know, it, it shook you up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, you know, my wife's probably seen, I don't know, five or six different versions of Jesus Christ Superstar by now, and some of them are set in modern times, and some aren't. Yeah. And then you've got like the movie version of it as well, whatever that's meant. Time is meant to be set in. That's a bit of a weird one. So. If you think of it like, well, if you if you go to the theatre, you would go and see a show with a different cast and a different ambiance about it and different, you know, director behind it. So think of it like that. It's just well, like you just if you you looked at the theatre, you're going to see you're going to see it to the theatre again. Think of it like that. It's well, great. You sold it to me, Rob. So I'll definitely be watching this. So from West Side Story, oh, I can't even think how. Go I can on, make Rob. This from West Side Story to out outside space or something else. To, out, to outside sweeping. Outside sweeping. So Space Sweepers is a, I believe it's Korean, I think it's a Korean sci-fi Netflix film. Uh, it looks beautiful in 4K. Think a Korean Guardians of the Galaxy. There's a, a CGI character in there who's like a bit of a, kind of like a mixture between Oh, what's the what's the robot Rob out of uh, Rogue One? Is it K2SO? I don't know the one that Phoebe Waller-Bridge voices. Yes, that kind of look, that kind of style of robot. It's 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 like this character like, and basically it's this ragtag group of space sweepers, and the idea is in the future there's so many satellites and rubbish up in space. There's all these junkers out there, all these all these ragtag groups of lovable rogues, and they're all out scrapping. They're trying to get this that the other and sell it and there's a second story about earth being overcrowded and the rich are living it's a little bit like elysium the rich live off planet the poor live on the planet in squalor it's filmed fantastically that it, it's got some great sci-fi elements that the police force in it are like chappy something like but the filming is great again if you watch a film and it makes you sit up and you're like oh wow this is really good I loved it. It was great, and it's about what happened to these people. They get some cargo that they've got to deliver somewhere, and something happens. I, don't, I won't spoil it because it's a good, good story. And it was just the char- all the characters were interesting. There was actual excitement. Do you remember when you first watched? Now, I, I, look, I'm not saying it's Star Wars, right? But do you remember when you first saw Star Wars, and you've got it was it uh, Luke Skywalker sat in the gunner turret, and he's he's sh- and so's so uh you know they're shooting oh i got one i got one and you had that excitement didn't you of spaceships and stuff this gave them the same sort of thing there were spaceships going everywhere they're doing this they're doing that there's loss of loss of heart for the characters something happens to some of them i just thought it was a really good film it came out of nowhere i particularly like the fact that when you watch a film with no famous people that people that we don't know over in in the uk or in the western world you don't know who's going to survive you don't know who's yeah gonna, that's true yeah you know, that is good with unknown cast isn't it exactly you, you watch you know you watch fast and the furious you know vin diesel and most of the main characters are coming through pretty much scarred with just a, a family member getting hurt along the way so for this it came out of nowhere it, it's in beautiful 4k really enjoyable sci-fi romp and some of the, and the, the filming was really good as well. Like the camera camera angles, some of the look, really good. I loved it. I thought it's fab. 
Yeah, I, um, I've kind of forgotten about this because I've got a feeling one of the listeners on YouTube, uh, sorry, on YouTube, on Twitter mentioned it. I think it's, that, our, we, it's our mate Bullbeard69 on Twitter. He and he um, I remember I remember putting it, I think I put it in my Netflix <laughs> favourites, thinking, yeah, read the synopsis of it and thought, yeah, yeah, that's him, look, I'll give that a go. And I think it's just sat there in my Netflix favourites. I've yeah, just kind of forgot about it. it. I, I think I've actually been watching stuff on other things other than Netflix a bit more. That's probably, and I've just kind of forgot about it. So I do, that and Pig, I do need to get around to see. Um, yeah. So from Space Sweepers to. Go on, Rob. <laughs> either of the films for me to talk about I can't think of a spos- uh, possible link to these at all whatsoever um, so I'm just going to say Palm Springs which seems like a long time ago that we saw Palm it Springs does, doesn't, doesn't it? it yeah and oh it's just like Groundhog Day isn't it yes it kind of is and it kind of knows that you know that and the characters know what Groundhog Day is so they under- So there's not all this explanation of what time loops are it, it assumes you know it and um, but the chemistry between the two leads is just irresistible. It's really funny. It does do new things with that Groundhog Day time loop. <laughs> it reminds you how boring Groundhog Day would actually be, wouldn't it? Because he's almost burnt out at the start. It's Andy Samberg. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's great. Actually, the girl in it, she's in that, um, we mentioned on a recent podcast, I think we'd mentioned about that on Netflix, those Death of 2020 and Death of 2021. Yes. Um, she, she's in Death to Twenty Twenty One, the new episode. Oh, okay. She's in that, and um, she's this sort of vain, simple, shallow, tons of makeup. <laughs> this American housewife, and she's really funny. Actually, she's really good. She's really good in that. Actually, I, I need to that. watch some more things that she's in because she's great. She's funny in that. She's really good in Palm Springs. Um, J.K. Simmons is fabulous as well, isn't he? So this is a film when I was thinking about the films a year, thinking. I'm like, why have I not watched this a second time yet? When I can't think of a film to watch, and we're struggling with a family to think, oh, what can we watch? There's nothing new out. This is a, this should just go back on again because easily worth a second viewing. Absolutely, it's really good, isn't it? It's really. This was early on in our podcast career, Rob, and I remember you saying, oh, I was watching. So I went down to my wife and said, oh, Rob's recommended this, and she's like. We're not going to have to watch tons of films after every podcast, are we? And I went, probably, yeah. So we watched it, and it was really good. We really, really enjoyed it. It's a good, yeah, it's a good it's... comedy, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was just tons better than I was expecting it to be. When I saw the trailer came, it's like a comedy that's a bit of a rip-off of Groundhog Day. And then early word, because it was at some of the festivals in America, were saying good things about it. And then it was just waiting for it to drop on Amazon Prime. It went straight to Amazon Prime, didn't it? it, it I, I think, think it skipped the skits, and we just and it was just like that's out now. Quick, watch it. I think now maybe I'm wrong in this one. Maybe I'll have to go back and listen to our episode. I think I remember you saying it's a rarity to see a film. You actually see these characters falling in love over a period of time as well, don't you? Rather mm. than oh, we've met suddenly we're in love. You know, you see them going through this emotional connection. Yeah, definitely. It's a fab film. Speaking of emotional connections, Rob, here we go. I've chosen the latest... Is it the latest Pixar film? I think it is, isn't it? Luca. Yes, it possibly is, yeah, because Encanto is just Disney, isn't it? That's right, yeah. Uh, I'm sure everyone in the world's watched this now because I know the Pixar films do well, but it's about these two kids who are mermen, aren't they? Uh, And they are... It's about... Well, it's about friendship, isn't it? It's about them... Wanting to, one of them wants to go to school, doesn't he? But they want, they want to take part in this little 
cycle race around the island, don't they? And they come out the water, and it's lots and lots of fish out of water jokes, if I forgive the pun. But, it, it, you know, in Pixar style, you look at it, and there's about six different layers on top of each other of what the film's actually about. I remember it feeling quite short, and I think it works well for that. It's not overlaid or fatty in any way. It just gets in. It does the story. It builds this beautiful friendship between these two boys. In a, again, I think you mentioned that one of our episodes, Rob. It is it's capturing that hazy days of summer where you're building a go-kart or you're fixing a bike with your, with your best mate. Yeah, and that it, summer's going to last forever. It it's, it's that it kind of thing. Just, yeah. Wasn't expecting big things from it, and it's not it's not big showy movie. It is quite slight, really, and and I've heard some criticism say about how it does feel like it's doing one thing and it veers off in another direction, does something else, and yeah, yeah, it kind of does. But now I've watched this twice, and I expected the second time to sort of go, oh, oh yeah, come on, you know, because in whatever film, there's always a couple of instances where you sort of oh, you know, reaching for the fast forward. But no, I loved it. I've watched it twice now. I think it works really well. It shows friendship, the fact that friends can want different things. As always, Rob, I was crying at several points throughout it. Really good film. Really, really recommend it highly. It's fabulous. Um, so, last one. On, last Rob. of the ten films. Have you, got, um, have you got time to fit it in before the podcast ends? I've got no time to fit it in. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... No Time to Die, which we've, talk, we've we've kind of talked about it already. I think I think with this, oh, it's probably it's not really comparable to uh, Spider Man, but it's you know you know you've kind of grown up it's with James Bond, even though you've not grown it? up yeah. with not grown up with Daniel Craig, but I've grown up with James Bond. So it's one of those things where you think you've kind of had a bit of enough enough of it and oh, can, can we be bothered anymore with these especially with the big delay on this one but you know it's Daniel Craig's last one and he's some of his Bond films are some of the best Bond films they've ever made and um, I just as as an action movie is like a thrill ride so take, you know it's not your not your Marvel stuff but more like your Mission Impossible action yeah, movie that, yeah. within that genre it, it does a superb job of adding probably as many layers as you possibly can I think this is about as far as you could probably push James Bond without really changing the essence of it because he has got to be like a shallow killing misogynistic killing machine at the end of the day hasn't he yeah otherwise exactly. it's, otherwise it's some, it's something else altogether so it's still ticking the boxes of kind of the things that you'd expect from a Bond film but it throws things in there which you would have never thought they would have done some years ago you'd have never thought that have gone ended up like this now I've... and the go on Rob sorry I was, just, I was just gonna say that but just beyond you know some of the things that it does which are fresh I think the action the bit in the forest when he's um, I think it's a really really good scene the opening bit in Italy is, a, is an amazing yes. action scene that's so well paced and uh, weak bad guy yeah uh, maybe a little bit weak on the plotting, but the action sequences are, are great. I what so you you watch this way earlier than I did, and I had this for Christmas, so I only watched this Christmas Eve, and I've got to agree, it's absolutely fantastic. Really, really enjoyed it. I again, you hear all these things, and you you, you hear a lot of gossip online, and actually a lot of the time, it, it, 
sometimes not because of the film but you can hear oh oh you know oh bond is really tired in this film is it what is it too late to let him have a and you, and you sort of think oh does it sour the milk a little bit before you go in so whether it was because i was sad at home christmas it was all happy and lovely and everything fab film it's a, it's quite long isn't it but i kind of quite like that with a james bond film i like a big meaty bond film yes i agree with you Robert. it's really really good it could be i mean most films most films that we've been talking about lately are a little bit too long you could shave five ten minutes off most of these films yeah. even in this list to be honest yeah so this could have done with a little bit of trimming but i don't know I'm glad Daniel Craig came back for just one more because I, I wasn't a big fan of the one before, which was Spectre, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't a big it was fan okay. at all. I, I, I think with, with again with within the action genre, Daniel Craig gives a really good performance in this film as well. Yeah, I, I think he's really. I think he's really good in it. It was fabulous. I, I, had, I had it for I had it on Blu-ray for Christmas, so I'm definitely going to watch it again. Really good. Yeah, I. Uh, I sort of echo a lot of the comments. I think you mentioned the love interest between him and his wife, well, his, his girlfriend in the last film wasn't that good, but in this one, I did really feel it. Yeah, I mean, same actors, same roles. What's different, I guess, is it is it just down to the director or something? Because, yeah, I felt there was real chemistry between them this time. Really, really good. I felt good. nothing yeah. last time. And you say a bit of a weak bad guy, I won't sort of get into spoilers, but in, in the poster, there's that guy with like the white mask, isn't there? I actually mm. like the way he was portrayed. Actually, I don't. I, want, like, I don't, I don't want to spoil I, it. I like that. I like that stuff. What, the, the reason why I think he's weak is I don't think he ends up having such a huge impact on the plot, and it's just another bad guy with an island and a slightly <laughs> a, a slightly daft plan which when you actually really analyze it, you go is that is that if you think about your plan it's a bit rubbish isn't it really if you think about it so one thing i, I, I wasn't a big like... fan i i, I kind of wished he would he was dr no and i wish they'd have done it like like a remake ah. of dr no character and he'd been called that because they brought blofeld back the only thing with the one after this when they recast someone i think they should do they should remake dr no the next bond film should be called dr no oh hey that's good yeah, but will you get everyone mm. moaning that it's redoing something that's already done? Do you know what I liked about this? And I know this has been done a lot of late. Of late, is he looked tired, didn't he? You know, he's having that fight on on the island, the concrete island full of missiles and things. He's having a sort of stairwell shootout with with different bad guys, and he looks exhausted by the end of it. And yeah, thought, it, was, yeah, it was like it's like they did their version of the old boy corridor or the daredevil corridor bit, or isn't uh, it? The, Atomic the, Blonde or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So they give him Bond his version of that. So instead of him being a, a figure in space being thrown around, I mean, not space out of space, but you know, like he's not hanging on tops of planes and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. It's a little bit more grounded by the end, isn't it? It's it's him. Shooting a machine gun, really like it. Like, yes, I call it like he's been something out of Call of Duty, something by the end, really. Yeah, it it's kind really of good. grounds it, grounds it to um, him on a mission with a machine gun, really. Yeah, Rob, let's ask our listeners, listeners, send us in in uh, your comments for what you liked best of 2021. If you think we're wrong on any of these, I'm sure you will. I'm sure we'll all have our own. Maybe you like the four hour Snyder cuts, 
of Justice League maybe lights Fast and the Furious I don't know I, don't, I haven't actually seen them this, this last few years but drop us a line we have been watching podcast at gmail.com and we'd love to hear what you think what you've what you've been watching this year so Rob next episode we're doing Spider-Man aren't we at last at last you've seen it we we'll can talk a, about it in a depth a full spoilerific Spider-Man episode so listeners get yourself out there get at the cinema let's get the cinemas working again and we'll we'll see you next time take it easy bye bye wait